0: I'm super excited to announce that the finale of our four-part Power of Perception series is here. Now the finale gives four very practical ways to build resilience and we make these super tangible for you, giving you step-by-step instructions on exactly how to put these ideas into practice. We're going to talk to you about everything from daily check-ins to gratitude to forgiveness and self-compassion to mindfulness. Our guest, Sok Kwan Lee, she actually packed so much juicy goodness into this finale that we're going to be releasing it in three parts. In this episode, we'll be covering the third of her four steps, self-compassion and forgiveness. We're going to break down exactly what self-compassion and forgiveness are, how to apply them to yourself and others, and how to combine forgiveness with boundaries. This finale is seriously jam-packed with content, so if you are ready for incredibly tangible tools that you can implement immediately, it's time to listen to this episode. Without further ado, let's jump in. Welcome to the 12 Inches Away podcast, a space for women who are ready to stop living in fear and start living with peace and confidence. I'm your host, Shoni Dusling, a personal development coach on a mission to help women liberate themselves from anxiety and mindsets that are holding them captive so they can get back to owning their life. Join me every Wednesday, 9 a.m. Singapore Standard Time for helpful mindset hacks and tangible takeaways you can use to master your thoughts and unlock your full potential.
1: So the third thing I would suggest in terms of building the sense of resilience is practicing self-compassion and forgiveness. Oftentimes, we are our harshest critic, right? Like when something bad happens, we will claim all the blame. You know, It's my fault. I could have done this better. If only, however, lots of the should, shoulders, I should have done this, I shouldn't have done that kind of thing. So I think, especially in our modern society, whereby there is so little time to sit down and pause and maybe process and reflect. When something happens, you know, the finger starts to shoot, you know, the self blame starts to happen, and starts to occur. We all have a lot of expectations of ourselves, you know. Women have expectations of themselves, not only as employees or employers, but also as parents, as children, as friends. All of us have different expectations and all these can be quite debilitating. I mean, it's quite overwhelming, right? And to build the resilience, one of the important thing is for us to develop an ability to have compassion for ourselves, Hmm. right? So I want to clarify, yeah? Self-compassion is not that this everything is okay kind of like hedonistic acceptance of all my wrongs and my wrongdoings kind of thing. It's not. So self-compassion is specifically about, firstly, being able to acknowledge how you feel, right? So whether you're feeling frustrated or angry or pained or hurt, being able to acknowledge the emotions. So it comes back to the mindfulness practices that we suggested earlier on and being aware of our internal states to be able to notice and acknowledge and recognize those emotions going on within you. Because a lot of times we classify and categorize a lot of our emotions in good, and bad, right? So good emotions are great to have, you know, joyfulness, gratitude, good. But then when we start to feel angry, you know, guilt and stuff, those are bad emotions and we often have a tendency to sort of push them aside or reject it and say, oh, those are bad emotions, let's not go there. So self-compassion begins with first self-acceptance and self-acceptance is also to acknowledge that I do have all these emotions even if they are not Very good emotions, inverted commas, right? It's also to recognize your own common humanity, you know? So whatever emotions that you have, your responses, your frustration about the situation, you are not alone. You will not be the first to have this experience, neither will you be the last to experience this because humankind, all of us have these shared emotions, right? The range of emotions are so varied, but it's also common to us as humans. If we recognize that there is this commonality in our human experiences, then it actually takes us out of this self-isolation, this sense of isolation or rejection. You know, like I'm alone in this pain. I'm alone in this hurt. I'm alone in this experience. And to know that, okay, I am not alone. And that can be quite liberating it normalizes your experiences as well, you know, and being able to give you this new perspective of this opportunity to look at it from a different angle. And then finally, once you acknowledge your feelings, then being able to accept that that is a common experience, you know, that the feeling is not as isolating or rejecting as you tell yourself, then the next thing is that what is one statement that you can say to yourself? We are the worst critic, but we can also be our best and most faithful cheerleader. You know, so what is one, cheer- one thing that you can say to yourself in these moments like... You can do this, you got this, or it's okay, tomorrow is a brand new day. You know, statements like this to just remind you that, yeah, you can do this. That would be practicing self-compassion. Then, of course, self-forgiveness is the other side of the same coin of compassion. We will make mistakes. So, self-compassion is to recognize that, yeah, I have all these feelings. But sometimes you do make mistakes, you do mess up, you do screw up, right? But are you able to forgive yourself and pick yourself up in spite of the mistakes you make? So forgiving yourself for the mistakes you make and make reconciliation, reparations, restoration when needed. Those are important steps moving forward. But also being able to forgive others who have hurt you. right? So when you experience the hurt, it could be that someone has said or done something to you that hurt you. So, are you able to forgive someone else for the hurts that they cause you or the pain that they cause you? So, forgiveness is also very important in being able to come to a place of peace and calm so that you can move on.
0: And I think it's important to acknowledge that forgiveness doesn't mean pretending that things didn't happen. And it also doesn't mean sort of saying, yes, what you did was okay but it's coming to a place where you're able to say yes this did happen but then being able to still reconcile and recognize that person's weakness or if you're forgiving yourself recognizing your own weakness your own humanity and then come to a place where you're able to move forward from there
1: yeah so forgiveness it's also to recognize that you can forgive someone but the person might not change or might still continue to do things that hurt you. Mm. So in some research, they call forgiveness an altruistic gift. It's a gift that you give to someone. So I forgive the person who hurt me because when it's a gift that you give out, you're not expecting the person to respond or to act in a way that meets your expectation. So in the process of forgiving, it is to recognize that I'm doing this not in hope that someone would do the same to me, but I'm doing it because you know, it's a gift for me to give away.
0: Right. And the irony of that is that when you do give that away, you actually also receive such peace in return. I feel like when you forgive someone else, it just takes this weight off of you as well and you're able to move on, move past whatever happened.
1: Yeah, that's right. But sometimes folks will say that, oh, you know, if I forgive the person and the person continues to hurt me until I'm at the losing end of this bargain. That actually hinders or you know restricts this ability to forgive but research has shown over and over again that when you forgive someone that actually improves mental health reduces the stress or the emotions that comes out from holding that hurt or that unforgiveness so research has shown over and over again that forgiving someone else is good for your mental health right? Mm -hmm. So regardless of whether the person might do the same hurt again towards you, you actually do benefit from forgiving the other.
0: Right. I just want to ask, I know that we hadn't talked about this beforehand, but I'm curious, just in case there is someone listening who has had something quite extreme happen to them from someone else, what would forgiveness look like in that situation? How would you recommend that they would move on If someone's listening and they're hearing forgive, even if the person might do the same thing, but it's quite a bad scenario. What would forgiveness look like in that situation? Well,
1: there's this psychologist called Everett Worthington who did a lot of research, pioneered a lot of research on forgiveness. And he talked about forgiveness and specifically mentioned something that I felt was really important. Is that there are two parts to forgiveness there is an emotional aspect to it, as well as a decisional aspect to it. So, the emotional and decisional. The process of forgiving someone begins with the decision you make. so if someone has done tremendous harm to you, you can make a choice to forgive the person decision making a decision right. Mm-hmm. So, but oftentimes our emotions doesn't follow very quickly with decisions because the emotional aspects of it takes time to to move and to heal. It comes alongside with healing and restoration. So oftentimes we make the decision, I want to forgive this person, but the person continues to hurt me, say things or do things that hurts me. Then that emotional process continues to work through so sometimes the hurt happened really long time ago but it continues to feel very real for the person so you still make a decision to forgive but again the emotional process will take time for the person to come to a place where he or she feels that sense of peace and calm so that i think is what every we look for when we feel that we you know what forgiveness look like is this sense that i can move beyond this or move beyond this person so when i am in when i think about that experience or i see that person i won't have the same overwhelming intense emotions i think that looks like forgiveness for most people Mm. right the sense of peace and calm and i have moved on But making the decision doesn't mean and if I have decided to forgive a person but I don't feel it yet doesn't mean you have not taken the first step to forgiveness. Right. So I can feel, still feel angry and I can still feel like I cannot be in the same space as this person but I can still say that I'm forgiving this person or I've forgiven this person but emotionally, I still need time for restoration and the process to heal. Right. Yeah, so that is one way for the folks who are listening in to maybe get some ideas about what forgiveness could look like for them.
0: Okay, that's really helpful. And then one last thing that I would want to sort of maybe clarify just in terms of, just in case someone's listening, is that forgiveness doesn't mean that you stay in an unhealthy relationship. So just because you have forgiven, that doesn't mean that you need to stay in, let's say, for example, an abusive relationship.
1: Yeah. So, like, when we're working with clients who have difficult and very traumatic experiences, it's also about having an honest conversation about boundaries, right? The boundaries of yourself, that you are a worthy individual and that a person shouldn't be subjected to certain experiences. They have gone through certain difficult and challenging experiences you can also offer the gift of forgiveness for the people who have hurt you, Yes. right? So whilst they're important to the whole process of moving on and and restoration, they are also different aspects that we have to think about, you know. So even in the process of forgiving the person, then what would it mean for me to be able to stand firm about my boundaries or being able to say no, for example, being able to respond in a way that is supportive of my personhood. So I think those are different things, you know, it's very complex, the process, but specifically forgiveness, it is important in our journey to resilience and to better state of mind, you know, to better being in the
0: world. Thank you for helping to tease that out because I think that'll be helpful for listeners who are experiencing forgiveness across the spectrum that brings us to the end of today's podcast but don't worry there are plenty more ahead join me every wednesday at 9 a.m singapore standard time for weekly chats on things like perfectionism and anxiety if you're loving this podcast share it with a friend and give it a five-star rating or leave a review to help us reach even more people and as always i love hearing from you guys so if you want to connect hop over to my Instagram or Facebook page and send me a message or comment on one of the posts. The links are in the show notes.